This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Thank you very much for tuning in wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. You're chilling at home, watching us live on YouTube or even on Instagram as well, man. I can always rely on you guys to keep the spirits up high and I promise I won't disappoint. Right, okay, on the show today... With the world's best players available, people are obviously distracted by sports. But during this period, a lot of transfers or speculation has been out there about some of the best players around the world moving around. We're going to be discussing that today. We take a look at some of the best players who are available to transfer. And if Messi isn't leaving Barcelona, what has he been promised? Is it Ronaldo? And yes, that's Cristiano Ronaldo. We're going to be talking about that with the... uh, president making a lot of promises we also have real madrid who are very interested in haaland and mbappe what's gonna happen man (laughs) a lot of crazy is happening and also the euro 2020s is obviously taking a lot of people's attention at the moment and rightfully so so who is going to progress in the next round how is it gonna look now when we're coming up to the last two days before the knockout stages we'll run you through that as well and also in local sports we have a superstar the first emirati athlete from the people of determination to qualify for tokyo 2020 paralympic games we love that we love seeing people do things and also inspire us no matter what we are looking like or what injuries we have it's always good to see people kind of give us that extra push so i'm going to do that with you on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with omar Adouri. oh he loves to fire that what a goal this is the halftime show with omar Adouri on pulse 95 nice strike It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show, though. I'm Alduri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Right, okay, plenty to get stuck into right now. I got a call yesterday from Big Hass and Anna Schofield when, <laughs> when they were talking about the Euros. So let me clarify a couple of things for you. Now, with the Euros and the way it's shaping up, there are the first and second place that go through, but out of the six uh, third place teams four are going to be selected for the next round now as we've learned so far in the euros finishing first does not necessarily mean you get to face a lesser team what it does mean is you're on one side of the bracket when it comes down to scheduling the uh, the final 16 so if we look at it right now we've got england who yesterday secured the place in their group by finishing first. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be playing an easy opposition because they could face Germany next in the final 16. Now, tonight, everyone, everyone is buzzing because Germany meet Hungary and France meet Portugal. Now, the way the tournament started and Germany losing, people thought that with France beating Germany, Germany were done. 
Now, Germany surprised the world by beating Portugal 4-2 and in doing so now face Hungary in the final round, which looks like they will be finishing top of their group. Now, Hungary have held strong for most of the game, but at the end of the day, even with the home crowd and even with the support, they still just fell short. So Germany meet Hungary tonight and France meet Portugal. Now, what could happen there is if there's a draw in that game, then all of a sudden Germany finish first, France finish second and Portugal meet uh, finish third. What does that mean, you're asking? Let me tell you what that means. That basically means that when you look at the, the, the layout for the championship, the Euro predictor that I, uh, that I did I actually got a couple horribly wrong as Scotland yesterday lost to lost to Croatia they put the performance of a lifetime against England Billy Gilmore gets Covid and then all of a sudden they lose 3-1 I'm so disappointed for the Scots I really want them to do well actually but now how does this look for the remainder now if Portugal finish third and draw tonight they will meet Belgium in the next round so see finishing third you can understand why they'd meet a powerhouse however Germany finishing first in their group is such an incentive because they get to face Switzerland Italy get to face Austria, Croatia, even though they just scraped the line yesterday and finished second, they get to face Slovakia. While England, who have won the group, yes, who have won the group, guess who they face? England face France if France finish second. So you see what I mean? English, England finish first, France finish second, and yet England could face France. If England had finished second, they would have played Holland. Are you with me so far? A lot to take on, I know, but I kind of run these things in my head and this is how it's going to look. So let's say if you take one team like England right now with all the criticism that they got for not playing well and everything, keeping a clean sheet and also winning two games out of three, if you think about it, England doing all that, they still get to face France, which most probably on paper with the strongest squad in the tournament will get eliminated. Now, now that I've kind of explained the breakdown of whether you finish first, second or even third, how it's going to look, let me ask you the question. And we're going to try and run through this quite quickly because we've got quite a few, a few things to cover today. Belgium play Portugal. Can we agree that Portugal might win or Belgium might win? That's a tricky tie. So the winner between Belgium and Portugal faces the winner between Italy and Austria. So let's make it easy for you and say, and sorry if there's any Austrian fans out there, let's say Italy faced the winner between Belgium and Portugal. So who would you have forward there? In the other group, Germany will face Switzerland and Croatia will face Slovakia. So is it safe to say that Germany will face Italy or Portugal in the uh, quarterfinals, okay? The winner of that, which I'm now assuming between Portugal and Germany, because I said that Portugal were my favourites to win it. I know they got battered by Germany all day, but I, I kind of have a feeling for Portugal. So Portugal versus Germany to get to that side of the group. On the other side, here's where it gets a bit interesting. Wales, Denmark. I think Denmark are going to be really hard to beat this, this time, you know, they've just had this resurgence and they've had this the support of the world following Christian Eriksen's heart attack has been immense. So I think that Denmark will beat Wales and face Netherlands in the quarterfinals. Now, on the other side, you have England versus France. I would love to say England going to win. But let's face it. <laughs> what are the chances of England beating France? Hey, listen, with the home crowd, you never know. You, ne you never know, except this Kante. And Kante is just Kante, man. He's just unbelievable. So 
England versus France, shall we say France go through? Yeah, France go through. Yeah, okay. So France go through, and the winner between England and France plays the winner between Sweden and Ukraine. See how frustrating this gets now. When you look at the draw, it's not that great to finish first. So France will play, I would think, Ukraine. Holland will play Denmark. And then you will have a France-Holland. We're all assuming this, of course. France-Holland semi-final. Portugal-Germany sem- uh, semi-final. And in the final, I don't know if you have, guys have a different one, but text me on 4215 if you have a different uh, semi-final and final planned. Who would you put in the semi-finals and final from the Euro 2020 if I gave you the four options? Portugal, Germany, France, and Holland. Who's going to win it? Let me know. 4215 at the or do or slide into my DMs. I'll be right back after the break. Enjoy this, folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! That's right, let's get ready to rumble. The show is up, flying and kicking here in Pulse 95 Radio Studio, making it happen. And of course, we had our lovely Omnia in the background, <laughs> giving me grief. At least she was nice. At least she tapped the other shoulder when she was mad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we have a lot of things going on at the moment now in the world of sport and health and fitness. We're talking more about the health and fitness later on. But for now, a lot of people are talking about the transfer summer and everyone is wondering where these big players are going to end up now the one that got me the most right and i had to share this with you guys can we actually imagine cristiano ronaldo and Lionel messi on the same team a lot of you are shaking your head already (laughs) and i was one of those people and then i looked at their president juan laporte who is desperate to try and bring barcelona back to the top of the world following the drama of the European Super League and following the criticism that the club has taken since the re-election, the change of president, Messi's saga, whether he's going to stay or leave, how are we going to get him to stay? His friend Neymar can't join anymore. His friend Suarez had to leave. So how do we create a media frenzy that will attract more attention and more sales that can elevate Barcelona? They signed Kun Aguero, they signed Depay, and apparently the Barcelona president is looking at signing Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, even though the value might not be that high, however, what will be high is the media craze that's going to happen if Cristiano Ronaldo does sign for Barcelona. Now, across the country, in Spain, Real Madrid are making headlines for being linked with two forwards not one but two superstar forwards in in Kylian Mbappe and Haaland yes thank you for the applause a lot of people thinking what is going on in the world but right now apparently the uh Haaland deal has been agreed but the fee hasn't sometimes you hear that you wonder how is that possible well that's if the agent who is the player's father and the club come to an agreement. All that has to happen after that is the clubs have to agree on a fee. Now, Dortmund will sell for the right price. So we know that's not crazy to think about. 
that Kylian Mbappe has actually told PSG he wants to leave this summer. Now, if rumours are to be believed, that already puts him on the market for Real Madrid, even without Zinedine Zidane. Now, those two clubs want to bring themselves back on to the top of the world when it comes to European football. And unfortunately, they haven't been doing that recently, but now is the time to get them back on track. With Haaland and Madrid, you know, apparently agreeing, they've released Sergio Ramos, who is the topic of conversation on where he's going to go next, which frees up wages. You see where I'm going with this? If he leaves Real Madrid, which he has left already, and he said that they offered him a one-year, he wanted a two-year, and before he even knew, the, ta- the, the deal was taken off the table. So now this creates this drama where why have they done this? What are they freeing up for? What superstar are they bringing in or superstars are they bringing in? If they know that Cristiano Ronaldo is not returning back to Real Madrid, where is he going following Juventus uh, slipping up this year in Serie A? So now that starts to put in perspective with Ramos wanting to go to Manchester United. Yes, spicy. Manchester United. That means that United are on the radar for a defender. Now, we all know that they've wanted some of the best defenders in the world and someone to support Harry Maguire. And in doing so, that creates that solidarity that they've been looking for to win or challenge for a championship. Nadine, I know you'll be enjoying this part. But if Ramos does come into Maguire, is he too similar to Maguire in his defending? And will they be hurt on the counter-attack if you face teams that are very quick in the transition so there already is what we're talking about and speaking about transition we all know that Manchester City have won the league they may have lost out on the Champions League but apparently a hundred million was rejected for Harry Kane plus players now amongst those players it's been rumored to be Gabriel Jesus uh, Raheem Sterling and um, or or uh, Riyad Mahrez but again if you're those players and you don't want to go that deal breaks down So City are desperate to get a striker in. Harry Kane has been identified as their target. They've put the first bid in, but it has been rejected. So what is happening in the world of transfers? United have apparently bidded 76 million for uh, Jadon Sancho, which has been rejected. And Dortmund are pretty hard on sticking to who they want to have. If you're a Manchester United fan right now, who is going to come in and improve your club? Is it going to be another superstar winger is defender a priority or how about even a holding midfielder now a lot of people have been talking about um you know Kane going to United Haaland going to United Jadon Sancho going to United but I wonder if even with Ramos being free yes they'll have to pay for his wages and his sign-on package but I wonder if him being free will be an easy one to kind of fill in the stopgap for now with Luke Shaw having the season of his life and Juan Basaka being there for at least five to six years that then adds what are they missing and will that stunt or, or, or stop Greenwood from developing so you see there's a lot of factors here but you know people that I, I've been very surprised that no one's really spoken about transfer wise is actually um, Wilfred Ndidi or uh, Bellingham Jude Bellingham as well. He's been outstanding the 17-year-old. He should be 18 in a couple of days, actually. But he, if he went to United and you put him up next to, you know, uh, Bruno Fernandes and Pogba, what a midfield that would be. Wilfred Ndidi, probably second to Kante on uh, anticipation, interception, um, 
and his tackles. Tackles made all over the, the, the pitch. I look at those kind of players and I think those are the ones I'd worry about. Declan Rice, another one who knows where to play, has been outstanding for West Ham. Could he go in and slot in at Manchester United? Let me know, is your club after the right player? And if so, who would you have on your club? 4215, it's a or do, or send to my DMs at Omar Dury. Um, and I'll be right back after the break. Omnia sent the coffee in already, so I'm grateful. Right, let's let's do this. I'll be right back. Enjoy. This is the halftime show with Omar Paduri on Oh, he loves the fire. That was a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse ninety five. Nice strike. And welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Thank you very much for locking in on the waves on 95FM. If you're just tuning in, you missed the Euro 2020 uh, start to this show, which had a feel of who's going to be in the quarters, who's going to be in the semis, who's going to be in the final, what's going on with everything, and whether if you finished first in your group, actually is an advantage for you or a disadvantage. And as we found out with England, it's clearly a disadvantage when the third place team is going to face a much easier tie than England. Right, in the second uh, episode, we spoke about uh, the, the transfer that's happening. Mbappe to Real Madrid, Haaland to Real Madrid, Jadon Sancho to Manchester United, Sergio Ramos maybe to Manchester United, or even Cristiano Ronaldo to um, Barcelona. Wow, that, that looked very interesting. What's up, uh, boss in Dubai and Bilal? What's up, Peaky Blinder? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is commenting on the Instagram live at the moment now, making fun out of me in the studio. If you're watching on YouTube, you can kind of see why they're making fun out of me right here. Um, okay, great. Let's talk about local sports. UAE shooter Aisha Al um, Muheri qualifies for Tokyo Paralympic Games. Man, I love seeing things like this. This, this is the stuff that actually gets me through my day when I'm thinking, yeah, oh my, you know what? It's going to be a tough day today. I look over and I just see people making a real difference, not just in sports, but in health and fitness and making us, you know, lift, lifting us in that way. Uh, Aisha Mahiri becomes the first Emirati athlete from People of Determination to qualify for the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games. And, uh, and how people like Aisha are the real leaders uh, and motivation out there. Loved reading this article here showing uh, some fantastic things for uh, Aisha Al-Muheri. She's a member of uh, the shooting club and made history by becoming the first Emirati athlete from People of Determination to qualify for the Tokyo 2020 um, you know, uh, Paralympic Games, which is, which is great. She set a new record of 828 to 6 during her participation at the World Cup Shooting Championship in Peru. Uh, Al-Muheri, who scored with distinction 71 days before the Games, uh, in Tokyo emphasized that women's sports in the UAE is on the right track and has taken steady steps to achieve aspired ambitions. So this is what's cool about this, you know, hearing this kind of news, reading this kind of news is really cool. Why? Because, you know, we even had Dereen Barbar who uh, had a World Guinness Book of Records the other day for a wall set, um, which is fantastic. You know, you see 
all these people that have, you know, their own personal battles, their own challenges, making things happen. And, and then it kind of motivates normal people like myself to say, you know what, Omar, you're going to be all right. You know, <laughs> you might be in a sling right now. You might be being made fun out of in the studio, which is fine. But <laughs> we're having a good time. We're staying positive. We're keeping the energy up. And I kind of like seeing articles like this because even with uh, with Aisha Mahiri, you know, she... Uh, she dedicated the victory to the leadership and people of the UAE as well as every Emirati woman and she thanked the shooting club for creating a favorable environment for her success adding that her participation at the games is a source of pride for her and uh, she's only had the career for 18 months wow fantastic really really cool to see that actually I I love like I said I love seeing things like that it helps us it keeps us motivated it tells us you know that nothing is impossible Um, if you're just tuning in and you're wondering how can you catch this fantastic show uh, <laughs> head over to our YouTube Pulse 95 radio and the halftime show is all up in that business uh, with some great content we cover things like mental health gut health and how an in-depth look behind the scenes in the locker room feel to sports and fitness okay cool let's take a quick break I got blessings playing up how, how about that for a tune on a day like this today Omnia I know you're listening uh, enjoy this tune blessings remix and I'll be right back. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! sure is that time it's the halftime show with Omar Abdouri I'm your host coming everything sport international and local hope you're having a blessed day and thank you very much for spending the hour with me here in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse 95 radio okay right you guys have been keeping me company during the break shout out to Davis and Masood as well and Maria will be making it happen and keeping me entertained um, during the interval right okay so if you're just catching the show there's a couple things we talked about today we talked about Euro 2020 and if you finish first in your group and you get a nice record and everything's happening great it might not be actually good for you when it comes down to the knockout stages why as we learned with England they could possibly face you know uh, France Germany or even Portugal uh, if things go the way they go and however they're the people who finished second which was Croatia if we look at the Euro predictor that I have up here Croatia uh, look like they're going to face Slovakia so you think about it and uh, and you see that and you think wow you know these things the way they pan themselves out sometimes is not always the greatest thing uh why hold on let's see this question why do you think italy are doing so well very good question i think italy are doing so well because they've got a good harmony amongst their squad i think they've uh, they've got the right blend between experience at the back and youth and athleticism uh, more further up front i also think it's because of mancini now a lot of people have been saying oh but you know he wasn't that he was successful he's been very successful and for those that don't know mancini was part of the 1990 italia world cup which he did not participate for a single minute end the tournament despite being there with the team why is that relevant it's relevant because he knows how to keep the squad happy he knows how to keep them involved you saw him the other day bring on a goalkeeper for one minute just to make an appearance 
at the Euros. It also shows that he has done it all before. He's been there as a player. He's been there as a coach. He's won the league before um, with Manchester City, the Premier League, and he's been successful. And all these things as a coach and as a manager count so much for uh, managing personalities. I always say that coaching, as much as there is the technical side of things, there's also the human side of things, the way you the way you behave, the way you assess behavior and I think that's why uh, Italy are doing so well will they last is the question now the way they've uh, finished their group they look like they'll be meeting Austria next however the winner between Belgium and Portugal based on of course my predictor as I put here on the Euro 2020 (laughs) screen uh, if if Belgium and Portugal face each other in the round of 16 the winner of that faces Italy or Austria so that means Italy have have secured themselves a nice position now to be able to to play according to Austria's strengths and then face a different opposition when they meet the winner between Belgium and Portugal. So that's how it's looking like on that side um, to answer your question. But yeah, very interesting that this is becoming a tournament of squads, decisions and 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 managers and coaches you know how easy is it to write people off you know you see it's so amazing i i spend a lot of time listening to to radio uh, of course past night high radio but also um different radio channels around the world and i hear the fans talking about their teams or their clubs and how quick they could be to 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 jump on uh, the bandwagon one day oh it's awful you know they shouldn't be doing this they shouldn't be doing that next day amazing they finished first <laughs> it's a, and then on the other hand you see fans saying we're going to win it you know Portugal uh, so, Fr- so France beat Germany and everyone's saying France are going to win it then France do with Hungary and all of a sudden Germany face Hungary tonight and Germany might win their group which means France or Portugal finish second or third that affects the whole tournament and that's why even Big Hass and Anna Schofield called me yesterday while they were live on on uh, Yalla Home asking me about my uh, my ideas on whether finishing third qualifies. Yeah, it's a new format at the moment and that's how it's going to look like. So I have it here as my semi-finals. Uh, Portugal, Germany, France and Netherlands to be in my semi-final. Do you agree with that? Text me on 4215, salat or do, or slide into my DMs and I'll actually, you know what I'll do? I'll share my uh, tournament predictor for the Euro 2020 on my Instagram and let's see how many of you agree with it or if you think there's going to be any surprises. So far, the people that said the surprises and the dark horses were going to stand out haven't really done it. And I'm talking about people like Turkey. I actually thought, and this was just, again, me, me being me, I thought Scotland would beat or even get a result against Croatia yesterday. And that was really, really bad. I felt Scotland fought like lions <laughs> against England and they only got a draw. But I thought, you know what, with, with that team, the structure, the spirit, I thought, yeah, that's going to be great. And they lose to Croatia 3-1. And that's how quick the tournament can change. And now Croatia finished second in the group, which is insane because everyone thought Croatia were, were dead and buried. But yeah, that we are reaching full time on the Halftime Show. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Thank you very much for keeping company. Thank you for all the messages as well. You guys have been fantastic. Uh, coming up next is the Afternoon Karak with Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah. But I will see you back again here on Saturday, 3 to 4, on the only place to be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse. 95. Blessings and love. I'm out. 
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm. 